you're listening to the Tuesday Talks Podcast, your source of truth in communications, identity management, and technology, hosted by Numerical. Welcome to Tuesday Talks, a live discussion series where we shed light and bring truth to emerging topics in the communications industry. I'm Rebecca Johnson, founder and CEO of Numerical, and I'll be co-hosting today's session with Anise Jaffer, Chief Product Officer at Numerical. Anise, it's great to get the two of us back together again. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it uh, seems like quite a, quite a while and uh, really looking forward to today's discussion. I think uh, as we are coming to the end of our series for 2021, I think this is this the first time that we have really don't have an agenda and you're going to completely extempore this whole thing. That, totally. So I have no idea how this will go. I hope people don't drop. <laughs> <laughs> it might take more than 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But no, I really am excited about this particular session because, Anise, it's our 20th. I cannot believe we've had 20 Tuesday talks just this year. Yeah. So, you know, I want to talk about like why we started the Tuesday talks. And it was kind of funny because um, you and I would have these meetings and it was our one-on-ones. And I think we were really supposed to be talking about business stuff, like budgets and roadmaps and those types of things. But we'd get lost into some tangents, uh, just talking about the latest IP&I task force meeting that we were on, something that was happening here in DC, uh, and new technologies that we were playing around with. And we thought, man, these are some really good conversations. We should take this to a podcast. And that's kind of how it, it started from there. Yeah, and I think uh, that's why I wanted to keep this as one of those casual sessions that we uh, normally have, uh, because we kind of weave into different uh, areas and invariably we kind of touch upon a lot of things. And I think uh, uh, the podcast in itself has exceeded you know, far exceeded what our expectations were. We thought it'll be, uh, you know, good little informative sessions that we can put out for people. Uh, but the feedback has been awesome. Uh, so I'm really glad that we did it in 2021. So we'll continue doing this uh, after the winter break. Yeah, and I and I think what was really good is we used to always say like, we're not the subject matter expert on everything. I mean, we know a lot about a lot of different things, but what I really loved about this podcast was that we could bring the experts to the table and everybody could hear straight from them. I mean, these are the people that we were getting all of our information from, and they truly were the source of truth. So looking back on who our guests were, it's amazing. It's, a, it's an amazing group of extremely talented uh, individuals in their specific areas in this whole calling communication ecosystem. So for our 20th session, you know, we thought it'd be a good idea to reflect on 2021. So our talks covered regulations, standards, advancements, and many, many, many challenges in technologies. Uh, a big problem was misinformation plagued all those areas. So I'm glad we were able to bring those experts to the table and really clear up the confusion, which I think is a big part of what we wanted to achieve. Right. And, you know, and uh, the guests have been uh, super nice and a lot of information that got shared. And we still have a, a list of uh, people that we are going to bring back. So that's uh, that's looking forward to 2022. Uh, so for this session, how do you want to talk about? I know we 
we um, you know we touched up on different topics right technology standards uh, regulations so how do you want to go about it yep so i think right on that point i'd like to be a little organized in how we take this stroll down memory lane and we'll take three stops let's start with regulations and move on to standards and then technology and I'll share some of my favorite highlights under each category, and I definitely want to hear what yours are. So I'll kick it off first under the regulatory. By far, the top regulatory matter that created the most confusion and misinformation is the infamous June 30 deadline. I think you might agree on that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was uh, coming into the year, everybody was focused on what's gonna happen uh, come June thirtieth, um, are the calls going to drop off? Are we going to, you know, get any calls? Uh, I think we had a session very early on talking about uh, what to expect uh, uh, for stress shaken deadline, um, and you know, it was as we thought it would happen. Calls are not going to get dropped off. Uh, there will be a bunch of uh, service providers implementing the solution, but you know, there is going to be a ramp up before everybody adopts. So that's what eventually happened. Uh, but that was the first major deadline that happened uh, June 30th, implementation of the standard. And we had um, some amazing experts even come speak to that June 30 deadline. We had technology people, standards people, and even lawyers come visit uh, Tuesday Talks in an effort to uh, kind of shed some truth and light onto what June 30th really meant. And I think what was really kind of disheartening was the chaos and confusion within the companies who were trying to figure out what June 30th uh, was really all about. You know, there was probably resources spent doing things they didn't need to do. There was money spent on efforts and activities that they didn't need to do. And, you know, I think there was true value in listening to uh, those experts that we brought onto the show. And I think the lesson that we need to carry forward into 2022 is to really get an understanding of regulatory deadlines. Don't read more into what is there. Uh, listen to the experts. I can tell you how many times we got on phone calls and like people would be arguing over what this particular deadline was or wasn't. And I'm sitting there going like, ah, read the text, right? And if you and if you read the text and you don't understand, you have got to get counsel. And we've had several um, lawyers on our podcast who um, I, I think they're phenomenal in what they do. They are the experts. Um, they are kind of defining and leading the way even on these matters when they work with the FCC as well. And so I, I would really like for 2022 as we have more uh, regulation on the on the line here, we've got the NPRM from the FCC on uh, gateway providers. It's going to have a whole nother set of deadlines and requirements. Let's learn from this lesson and pause, get an understanding of what the regulations are. And absolutely, you know, Tuesday Talks is going to be here to bring the experts to cover these topics, uh, which we had Mitch Roth here uh, on the last Tuesday Talks talking about that. So. That would be my recommendation for going into 2022 and a lesson learned from that. Anissa, I don't know if you have any thoughts on some lessons learned from the regulatory side. Yeah, I was also thinking about the uh, robocall mitigation uh, database. Um, there was a, what was that September 30th? Mm -hmm. uh, that was the deadline for that. And we had Kevin, Kevin Rupi. Mm -hmm. um, that was a, that was an amazing session as well. And I think, as you said, one of the things that, that I would, um, 
recommend or suggest as people listen to uh, what's coming up, read up what's coming up, and then listen to the experts, uh, folks like Kevin and uh, and Jim Jim McEachern was also there, right? So uh, that that that's what uh, they need to do, right? So look at what's coming up, and then um, get it from the experts on on what we need to do. So speaking of experts, we had some wonderful people from the standard side. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which also created, and that was, it was actually kind of scary for us to bring Chris Went onto it. Not because Chris is scary, <laughs> he's not, but it was the topic. Um, you know, our, our audience usually doesn't understand the standards or go too technical. So we had a lot of concern over, oh, do we take the conversation to this level? But we really, really believed that if our, uh, listeners had an understanding of the standards and also heard different voices uh, from the standards group because because there's a lot of different opinions in there um, that that would help advance the ecosystem as a whole and ultimately here at Tuesday Talks and you know numerical is we're focused on the enterprise we're focused on the delivery of legal calls so I think this year a lot of the work in these I commend you and your team um, you were a part of some POCs on the standards side um, we've gave, given a lot of input and feedback and really corralling uh, multiple parties to come together to kind of prove out standards so that we could advance the approvals of standards was a huge, huge highlight for 2021. And I'll let you kind of talk about uh, the successes and some of the strategies that you put into on the standard side. Yeah, so for sure, 2021, uh, the highlight was getting the uh, the end entity or the delegated search uh, standards approved. I mean, Chris and uh, David Hancock, they played a pivotal role in getting that um, documented and and getting through the process at Atus. So that was that was good. And as you said, sometimes, you know, the standards get very technical for, for our audience, but it's good for uh, people to listen um, from the experts who are actually writing these standards to, to kind of get a peek uh, into how they are thinking about some of these problems and how they are coming up with these solutions. Um, so not all these um, could be relevant for uh, for any given enterprise, but understanding how they are coming up with the technical side of building the solution, it's really, uh, it's really useful so that it, you can plan on how you want to implement. Uh, on the uh, proof of concepts that we did, we did couple. Um, the major one was the leveraging the delegated cert uh, model. Um, the first one I think was very early in 2021, uh, where we did the uh, uh, the RCD passport passed along with the delegated cert with our partners, um, and we terminated on a Comcast number. So that was that was the first uh, proof of concept that we did. And then sometime in the middle of the year, uh, we also had a very similar proof of concept, again, leveraging the delegated sort model, but this time we also had uh, T-Mobile um, in the mix. And we, I, I believe we also had the CTA central registry repository as a, as a, as a function uh, as part of that proof of concept. So um, that, was, that proved that the industry can come together, uh, multiple, Entities sometimes they compete with each other, but you know for the for proof of concept we all participated and built the solution, and that kind of proved um, that the standards can once you know they are approved and can be implemented, the teams would uh, figure out how to do it and make it easy and available. So I'm looking forward to 2022 as some of these things 
are getting adopted um, you know so one thing is to come up with the standards and the next thing is to see how to um, you know move this further and get it um, widely available and adopted um, yeah 2021 definitely i mean it, the that delegated certificate topic was uh several years uh in the making but really got momentum at the end of 2020 and then through 2021 um to prove it out so you know i do believe in you know standards full support of standards we have to have them but there does come a time when you need to prove out whether that standard is a viable option and it is just that it is an option uh the ga did vote on delegate certificates to be adopted as an option uh that can be leveraged it's not mandated or required. But as we moved into the end of this year and looking at, if we go step backwards here on the regulatory side, on the gateway provider in PRM, I really think delegated certificates really comes to light when as a solution at that level. I didn't think about it till I uh, read that notice, but I think delegated certificates could really, really solve our international uh, you know, identification, let's just call it that, uh, issue. And so it'll be exciting to see where that progresses next year. I think it's still going to take, um, a lot of technology advancements. Um, it, the interesting thing about delegate certificates is it's not like one entity is a solution provider for it. It really does require multiple companies, multiple solutions to work together. I mean, and that's what standards are. So we'll see. We'll see with that. But I do think that 2022 Delegate Certificates has its opportunity for adoption. But I think it might be more of an international type of solution. Yeah, yeah good point. I was going to comment on that. I think on the international side, uh, it definitely has its place and uh, a relevant uh, model to be implemented. Um, as you know, with, with gateway providers now being required to attest the uh, the originating entity, it's going to be difficult. So, uh, delegated search is one way to to make that easier. So, definitely uh, something to watch out for in 2022. How the international cross border uh, standards evolve and how this can be implemented for um, call originators out, uh, from outside the US. Yeah. And so let's move on to the third component here. And if it's one thing that we learned this year, it is that technology continues to progress with or without regulations or standards. It was insane of a year of technologies that really all contributing towards that identification and trustworthiness of a voice call. So let's dive into some really exciting and fun technologies that are really kind of taking off the ground. These technologies have been around for a while, but the industry hasn't adopted using them. Let's just call it the market hasn't responded uh, to the need for these solutions. But COVID and the pandemic and everybody going home, I think kind of elevated uh, the need for identification on voice calls because now we're leveraging the voice channel and the text channel and email channels far more than we did prior. So let's dive into some of those fun topics. We've had quite a few podcasts on branded calling. Can you just dive into that a little bit? Yeah, so um, uh, this year, definitely we saw a lot of branded calling solutions getting into, getting into the market. Um, they, all, they were all different flavors of out-of-band solutions. Uh, so out-of-band, 
is not a is not something that's that that you know somebody came up with uh, to work outside the standards it's actually part of the IETF stir out of band there is a um, standard that has already been published and it was reviewed so google was the first or one of the first to come up with the out of band verified caller solution so in their model you can push the data after a ver- entity is verified and numbers associated you can add the call logo call reason and you can push that out of band or you know using the data f- data network not going through the communication network or uh, regular pstn uh, you can push the data to to google verified phones and that uh, we saw a lot of adoption uh, especially from our clients uh, this year right starting the summer of this year we start we started seeing a lot of um, our clients leveraging that solution uh, so that was the first uh, to me one of the first to to kind of adopt this out of band solutions in a widespread manner then uh, the analytics providers working with major carriers uh, like first roy and and haya tns they're all um, having their own flavors of the branded caller solution uh, today some of them are out of band eventually i'm assuming that they will bring it into the strashek and fold but as of now the solutions that they are providing are out of band you can you can push data directly from a verified entity uh, through numerical and connected to uh, to haya or first ryan for example and uh, when call lands you can get the logo and call recent display right so so that that is something that we saw a lot again our clients leveraging it yeah and talk uh, about was, lack of standards yeah, no, there is no standards there. I mean, it's uh, it's directly going onto an app, right? Yeah. So there is no standard on how an app can render um, a logo. Even though uh, Apple and Google have some restrictions on or some specifications rather on how to um, push the icons or the brand logos, but there is really no standard on how this can be implemented. And I don't think it will be, it will ever, we will ever have a scenario where out of band is going to get standardized. I think we are going to see multiple flavors of the solution. Uh, and depending on where the call's getting terminated, it could have a combination of stir shaken plus an out of band solution, right? So I think that's, that's what I'm, um, predicting that it would, you know, it would evolve next year, and then over a period of time, I think one standard or one uh, model or implementation could uh, could supersede others. So we had some really interesting uh, feedback. You did a session with uh, Frank Petinato from Avantiv, um, who they really are pioneers in leveraging. Uh, the branded calling across the different ecosystems and then applying really a level of intelligence on the use of those tools. It's so sophisticated. I really enjoy watching the Avantive team, you know, really innovate around these technologies. But they went in, did a lot of testing on different strategies, different uses, turning on and off branding at certain times in the relationship with the consumer and also turning on and off branding depending upon the terminating side, whether it's AT&T or T-Mobile or Google. And what was really eye-opening from that uh, uh, guest speaker was with regards to the contact rates. And Frank just kind of said, 
and I didn't really see a difference. <laughs> yeah, so... It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, so a very interesting feedback, uh, both from Frank and also other clients that are uh, using branded calling. Um, while branded calling is being positioned as something that's going to lift contact rates, improve your answer rates, you know, uh, it, but it's not going to be... Uh, one solution that's going to end everything. It's it is not. Uh, what we have seen is, you know, in some scenarios, branded calling actually helps in the sense that you, if you are like, for example, if I am a subscriber and I am expecting a call from a particular a brand, like for example, it could be my internet service provider reaching out. If I'm I'm about to renew my service or if I'm at the end of my contract and I get a call with a with an offer, yes, I would answer that call. And we also saw that um, callbacks increased, right? In in certain scenarios, so you only you you make a call you, even if you don't get to the to the customer, there were very high callbacks, right? So people would trust. Okay, this call number was a um, was was somebody it was a particular brand that I was expecting, and and they call back. So that we saw, but we also saw a drop in. Uh, calls for certain other scenarios, for example, if you're a debt collector or a financial company or financial um, product uh, company trying to sell, that those in those scenarios, the we also noticed that uh, branded call actually did not make that big of a difference, right? So we saw that. Uh, one other interesting that that we note interesting fact that we noticed was that the number of attempts. Um, were reduced for an outbound call center because either calls got answered first time or they call back. In, in, in those scenarios, the number of call attempts actually reduced, which brought down their overall spend. So right. there are other ways to look at it exactly. of how a contact center could benefit uh, from branded calling, but it's not an answer for everything. So if you if somebody is trying to do a modeling on, okay, by implementing branded calling, I'm going to see a, a X or Y return, you cannot use the same call volume or statistics because that changes. Right. So I think sophistication with the use of these technologies is going to occur in 2022. Um, and uh, no doubt we're going to have more companies that we can interview on how they're leveraging this technology. And hopefully that'll be a benefit to our listeners uh, when they're looking at using branded calling. It's There's just another level of intelligence that has to be applied to the use of it. So uh, real quick, Anise, on, on some predictions for 2022 in the technology space. Uh, I think branded. We'll, we'll start seeing more and more branded calling. Um, that's that's one thing. But I also think that with stress shaken getting implemented, more providers um, now adopting stress shaken. I have a feeling that the bad actors would also figure out ways uh, to to go around it. So I think one of the things that we are going to see is an increase in stress shaken certified calls, but it could also be um, some of those negative uh, scenarios, right? We, we are already, you know, came to know about a few things where either calls were getting issued with false certificates or like a DDoS attack, those kind of things. I think we, are, we will hear a little bit of those. Uh, but you know, I believe that the industry would uh, would work together to resolve some of those uh, scenarios. But I I think that's 
that's something that we have to watch out for in 2022. Yeah, and I definitely think the consumer choice um, is going to play in part with regulations as well. Um, so that does kind of drive the consumer side into the technologies that we use. So more to come for sure on that. But look, Anise, it wasn't all about the voice channel this year. Messaging mm-hmm. had its time in the spotlight. Um, so taking the same approach, let's look at the regulatory first. And, you know, I announced this or we, we did not too long ago. But Rosenworcel has proposed rules to combat Robotex. And I find this statement that she used for the reasons why we're going to bring this topic up for some rulemaking is that in 2020 alone, the commission received approximately 14,000 consumer complaints about unwanted text messages. I would really expect the number to be a lot higher. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got, you know, quite a bit last few months. uh, I've been noticing a, a significant increase in spam text, right? So that's happening. So I think uh, this is uh, this is another area to watch. Uh, messaging for sure uh, is going to be a, an area where spam and robotics are going to increase uh, come next year. Uh, I think for even for Tuesday talks, right? I think we should start um, talking a little bit more about messaging early next year. Yes, and we our, have yeah, some people lined up to yeah, be so. our guests in 2022 because we're definitely going to put a little bit of a more spotlight on the messaging channel. But what's interesting about um, the tech side is, well, yes, we do have regulation already today um, and laws about, you know, text messaging that has to do with consent and things we do with voice. Um, You know, sometimes industries can be self-regulated. And I do believe that I would say our government does prefer self-regulatory organizations. And when we look at the standard side, um, you know, we've already got short code registry that's run through the CTIA. And what introduced over the past year was 10DLC via the campaign registry. Both short code or 10DLC, uh, and we even have toll free number uh, messaging. Uh, these are kind of three different areas where you can associate your identity to your numbers that you use to deliver messages. So it's interesting that we, we kind of already have some processes in place. The industry seems to work together. Are they perfect? No, nothing from government's perfect either. So this one I think is going to be really interesting to watch in 2022 with what are these proposed rules that come out in light of the fact that there already is a lot of kind of industry regulation that's occurring. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's just going to be interesting to see what I don't want to happen. And we will definitely be tracking this on the Tuesday talks is to see um, anything that kind of deters uh, the use and the value of the channel. Just like on the voice side, I had concerns uh, with the analytics that, hey, when we start applying fraud and spam, boop, there goes the value of the channel. We don't want to see that on messaging. So we'll definitely be highlighting that. But regardless, again, of regulatory and standards, technology just advances with or without it. So, Anise, we had some highlights um, yeah. over the year that we touched on in our podcast. Yeah. So on, on the technology side, there are a couple of things that we uh, that we saw in uh, keeping, you know, even outside in DLC campaign registry, we saw that Google introduced verified SMS, which was very similar to verified caller, uh, where you can authenticate messages and uh, encrypt messages and that gets decoded um, at the terminating side. And uh, we are also seeing a definite push on the rich communication services, uh, again, Android, 
uh, is kind of at the forefront trying to lead this. Um, so I definitely see that that's, that's an area that enterprise communication providers as well as enterprises should pay a lot of attention to RCS and on the Android ecosystem. And I expect Apple with their Apple business chat would probably move towards that uh, soon. Uh, so interesting things uh, to watch out for uh, next year, I guess, uh, on the messaging side. So uh, really looking forward to how that's going to shape up. And one last area that we touched on ever so slightly, I don't know how many seconds we gave it <laughs> in one of our podcasts, but it's verified emails. It's coming down the pipeline. Um, I think they still have a lot of work to do. Um, on the Know Your Customer, which we didn't mention at all, but Know Your Customer is sprinkled throughout this entire uh, year. But um, we're really going to be following the BIMI standards for verified emails and look at what kind of adoption you know can happen. So, Anise, we've yeah. only got a little bit of time left, and I, I thought it would be really fun to cover some statistics over the, the past mm-hmm. 20 episodes of Season 1 of Tuesday Talks. So all nine hours, eight minutes, and 50 seconds of it, we've had 10 expert guests join us in our mission to shed light to emerging topics, debunk those myths, and recommend best practices. Over 150 registrants have joined us on the live show, but on SoundCloud and our YouTube, we have over 600 episode playbacks combined and counting. Who wants to listen to us talk? That's crazy. Uh, not only can you find the podcast there on our site, but Tuesday Talks has also been featured in Inside Arm and referenced in interviews with Telecom Reseller and more. So that was really exciting, Anise. I, I'm, I'm very proud of the efforts we put in and the incredible guests who were ever so gracious uh, to join us on our Tuesday Talks. Yep, and I think um, you know. Thanks to all the audience. I know a lot of uh, we we have regulars that show up. You know who you are. Um, thank you uh, for everyone joining, and uh, we're you know I'm looking to take this to the next level next year. Hopefully, we'll have uh, more informative sessions. Uh, we can branch into. We are definitely branching into the messaging space to get more information on that. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be exciting. I'm I'm so happy that we did this uh, this year. Yep. So while our podcast goes on a little winter break, you can find season one on our site, including some collections that we've regrouped by theme for easier listening on the go. And we'd like to thank you all, as always, for joining us today on our last episode of Tuesday Talks for the year. We thank you all for your support and participation along the way. And we hope to see you all again in 2022 when the podcast comes back from winter break. Take care.